Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And you will certainly hear it here today because there's a lot of stuff to laugh at. There's a lot of stuff to cry at. There's all sorts of stuff on the show today. And all of it pales by comparison to a massive announcement that many haven't even paid attention to. Childhoods ruined. Millions go into meltdown as the Choco Taco is going to stop being produced. The makers of uh, the Choco Taco Klondike announced on uh, Monday it will discontinue the beloved Choco Taco frozen treat. What in the hell are they thinking? Honestly, a staple of, uh, of children's childhoods and, uh, and uh, parents who... Uh, you know, sneak into their child's ice cream and eat them all the time. I, honestly, the Choco Taco, apparently the demand has shifted over the last two years, and it looks like Choco Taco is going away. Choco Taco, ladies and gentlemen, there is something wrong. When ch- th- this can't happen. This, this can't happen. This has got to be some sort of, we've got to have some sort of, uh, what, uh, some sort of a uh, crowdfunding to uh, literally buy the Choco Taco. I'm in. I, I got I'll, here. Okay, hold on a second. I got twenty dollars to start the uh, the campaign to uh, to save the Choco Taco. Twenty dollars. That'll start it right there. Save the Choco Taco. I mean, what is your ice cream truck going to be without a Choco Taco? You got everything else. You got that the SpongeBob popsicle with the bubblegum eyes. That's what my kids always like. Or the Choco Taco. There's no. There's summer can't exist without a Choco Taco. What is going on, dear Lord? We really are going to hell in a handbasket. And then there's yesterday. Then there's a uh, vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. She is a heartbeat away from the uh, presidency of the United States of America. And yesterday, she sat at a table with a mask on, even though uh, the cloth mask that she's wearing has no ability to prevent the spread of COVID and the vaccine that Joe Biden took uh, twice and uh, and uh, the booster that he got twice. No guarantee that you will get uh, COVID, but she went ahead and she wore a stupid mask to a, to a meeting of apparently the 32nd uh, anniversary of the enactment of the Americans with Disabilities Act. So Kamala Harris was there. She was uh, introducing the uh, the round table. By the way, the, the, the meeting was really about how uh, disabled people are affected by Roe v. Wade and the repeal of Roe v. Wade. Uh, what somebody didn't tell her is that uh, because of the repeal of Roe v. Wade, uh, a lot of more disabled people will actually make it to birth. I know, it's kind of crazy. But here is, uh, here is Kamala Harris yesterday, one of the uh, leaders of the free world, who because of just this statement 
should prevent her from ever being the president of the United States, let alone ever hold public office again, be the CEO of any company ever again. Because honestly, if you as the second in command on the most powerful nation in the entire world is willing to infantilize yourself and a portion of the American population, you need to be removed from office. Uh, Good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion. Um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. That is the uh, Vice President of the United States of America. Now, I'm looking around the headlines uh, around the world and some of the most powerful leaders in the world, including, uh, oh, let's see, Xi Jinping. Uh, did he say that... He is, uh, pronouns are he and him, and he's wearing a dark suit? No, he did not, because that would be really stupid. He realizes that it would do nothing but uh, project weakness around the world in a very cruel world where uh, there are a lot of evil people who want to kill you and take your property. Uh, let's move over to, uh, to Russia. Uh, let's see, Vladimir Putin, did he uh, announce his pronouns in the color of his suit yesterday? No, no, he didn't. But he did say, hi, I'm Vladimir Putin. And then he snapped the neck of an underling right there on camera, just right there on camera, just snapped the neck of the underling right there to show the whole world that, uh, you know what, we're not here to mess around. We're not here to play patty cake with you because, uh, you know what, we live in a really cruel world. And we we live in in a world right now where people are starving. We live in a world right now where millions of people are streaming across our southern border. Uh, Tens of thousands are being murdered by fentanyl staked across the border. Tens of thousands are being sexually transported and spend a life of sex slavery before they disappear into oblivion or are are murdered. Uh, And this is coming right across the border. And yet our vice president, the vice president of the United States, holds a meeting yesterday wearing a stupid mask uh, after the the COVID virus has passed us but wants to broadcast fear because of the uh, upcoming uh, election in the fall. Not going to work. Here she is again. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. If uh, and um, uh, I just uh, honestly, there are there are no words for it other than well, there are uh, stupid, weak. Um, stupid and uh, let me see what else weak uh, we thought we'd uh, go ahead and uh, maybe maybe uh, I don't know add some dramatic effect to her comments yesterday maybe it'll make it more powerful to people like Xi Jinping and uh, oh, oh, the, the leader of Iran who wants to destroy Israel in America I am Kamala Harris stop helping my pronouns are she and her. Still not helping. I'm a woman. She doesn't know what a woman is, but she's one. Sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. Now, many of the people represented, uh, well, one of the groups uh, represented was uh, blind people. And if you tell a blind person that you're wearing a blue suit, they'll go, huh, well, that's great. I can't see. So, blue, sure, whatever. Yeah. 
So she was uh, at a meeting with disability advocates on Tuesday. <clears throat> she said what you just said. She said the overturn of Roe v. Wade uniquely impacts women with uh, disabilities. So Roe v. Wade, it, it's not just women of color. It was last week, I guess, and then before that it was just women, and then before that it was transgendered women, I guess. I don't know. Birthing person. I don't know what the hell it is. Anyway. So the 32nd anniversary of the enactment of the American with Disabilities Act. Would you consider people with Down syndrome to be people with disabilities? Because uh, abortion murders like 90% of those people. There literally is a test that they'll give you as an expectant parent in the United States and on presumably other countries. It's the Down syndrome test. And what that's for is not to say, hey, 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 you know, uh, we want to do this Down syndrome test just in case, you know, you have a child with uh, Down syndrome and you're a uterus, and uh, we want to make sure that that Down syndrome baby makes it to birth without any issues. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what it's there for. No, no, no. It's to kill the baby before it's born because you don't want one of those, you know, one of those happy, you know, Down syndrome people walking around, you know, who are happier than everybody you know. So I think it's kind of ironic that Kamala Harris would uh, sit at this meeting with people with disabilities and say that Roe v. Wade uh, really, really impacts people with disabilities when uh, generally abortion a lot of the times is used to uh, kill fetuses with disabilities. thought you should know that uh, that would be about the only way that Roe v. Wade affects people with disabilities is that uh, uh, Roe v. Wade allowed a whole lot of people with disabilities to be killed before they were ever born. It, it honestly, the irony is, uh, is thick, is thick. If I were uh, on the Death Star and I were the, uh, the leader of the, the dark side, whatever the hell, I, I would say, uh, the stupid is very strong in this one. That's what I would say of Kamala Harris. The stupid is very strong with this one. And as we uh, conquer COVID, and we, we seem to have conquered COVID, even though Joe Biden ordered another 105 million uh, vaccines for the fall, which are not going to be used or not being used by parents of young children, thank God, because uh, they finally understand that it's a sham. It's a shakedown. It's a put on. But even that, uh, with the rise of monkeypox, which everyone should be terrified, if you're a gay guy who goes to raves and has sex with like 10 guys, uh, you know, under the influence of drugs at a, at a rave, uh, you know, otherwise you're fine. Uh, you're fine. You're fine. So what was the response from uh, others uh, with regard to Kamala Harris saying that she is uh, her, uh, what her pronouns are she and her, uh, and her uh, suit is blue, uh, let's see. Uh, Lauren Boebert tweeted, okay, but what is a woman? Because we do have someone on the Supreme Court right now. Literally, guys, guys, guys. Kataji Brown-Jackson is a Supreme Court justice, could not tell us what a woman was. Of all the things you learn in your life, in fact, I would venture to say if you look at the Bible and you look at uh, Genesis, you look at Adam and Eve, man, woman, right, right. That's what you need for sexual reproduction. Man, woman, boy parts, girl parts. Uh, egg, uh, sperm, you know, all this stuff that you now learn in, I guess what, when you're three, right before you're taught that you need to change gender? Yeah. Uh, Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, wrote her own parody introduction. I am Marjorie Taylor Greene. I am a woman. I am a mother. And I am sick of this Schiff. I think she was referring to Adam Schiff. There was a little asterisk there. I think it's Schiff. It could be. I, it, it, uh, okay, whatever. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> 
Kamala Harris also went on to say that that uh, all people with disabilities, of course, the United States should have full access to reproductive care and reproductive care. And uh, your mothers, of course, should have aborted you. I mean, did I say that out loud? But these abortion restrictions that are being put into place by extremist so-called leaders in various uh, states will have disproportionate impacts on people with disabilities and women and transgendered individuals and uh, women named Maria. I don't know what the hell else. Here are some of the people at the uh, the speakers included uh, Maria Town of the American Association of People with Disabilities, Lydia Brown of the Autistic Women and Non-Binary Network. Non-binary network. Are they disabled? Is non-binary? Is that a disability? It's like I'm I'm uh, non-binary. I can't read. Weird. When I try to read words, they get all switched up. I think that's something else. Uh, Robin Wilson Beatty, the founder of a Disability Sexual and Reproductive Health Educator. Disability Sexual and Reproductive Health Educator. She's the founder of that, okay? Dior Vargas of the Disability Rights and Mental Health Advocate. And she looked at Kamala Harris and said, where do I start? I mean, where do I start? And then uh, Sam Crane, Legal Director at the Quality Trust for Individuals with Disabilities. All of these people, all of these people. Uh, if Roe v. Wade were uh, allowed to continue, would certainly um, uh, begin to have to look for another job because uh, one of the first groups that uh, abortionists go after are people with disabilities. It's just uh, kind of funny and really, really sickening at the same time. Yeah, pretty much. Now, we've got a ton of stuff to get to. Uh, Joe Biden chomping at the bit to go back to sleep. I mean, work. Yeah, same thing. We'll get to that. Uh, oh, let's see. Oh, uh, lots of stuff on the economy coming up. Uh, oh, Leah Thomas apparently has lost her uh, her race this time. They uh, Somebody chose her to be the woman of the year for the NCAA, and she was defeated by an actual woman. I know. This is ridiculous. They ought to just ban the NCAA for transphobia. All of that, plus your phone calls. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. I don't care what kind of pandemic is going around. The biggest threat to our survival is the stupid, the stupid. Well, you got a president, a vice president of the United States, literally introducing a meeting with her pronouns and uh, uh, and and t- telling everybody she's wearing a blue suit. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. You know, I, I got to tell I just honestly, uh, it's time for the adults to take charge. I mean, it really, it really is. What it comes down to this. It just, it's time for the adults to uh, take charge. It's time for the adults to take charge of leadership. It's time for the children to be uh, put in their place. The children who are throwing temper tantrums at places like Netflix, uh, out in front of the Supreme Court, throwing temper tantrums. It really is time for the adults to take charge of this, uh, this nonsense, this, this grab for everything that is just, I mean, stupid. Stupid gender identity and CRT and, uh, I mean, again, it, it's time for the adults to take charge from these morons. Because, honestly, they're putting us in danger in a very dangerous world, for crying out loud. But, you know, some people are hoping for some nuance. You know, eventually someone will wake up and they'll look at Kamala Harris and they'll realize that she was ahead of her time. 
that she was ahead of her time. She was a, a thought leader. So let's just put together this little uh, montage of, uh, of the brilliance of Kamala Harris. Maybe, maybe not uh, appreciated in these times, but perhaps in the future. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. We Speak. must together work together yes. to see where we are. Together. Where we are headed. Together. Where we are going and our vision for where we should be. Because Together. we have the ability to see what can be, unburdened by what has been. And? And then to make the possible. Together. Actually happen. Oh, to no see what is possible. Crap. To see what can be, unburdened by what has been. And? To reject the notion that the way things have always been. Together. Has to be the way things will continue to be. Uh, I have a motto. What? I drink, I eat and drink no for breakfast. I eat no for breakfast. I eat no for breakfast. (laughs) There is no vaccine for racism. The climate crisis represents an existential threat to who we are as a species. Talking about the significance of the passage of time. You know, um, no, it's still stupid. Um, It's still just stupid. Uh, And um, I think it's always going to be considered stupid, and it should. If we're going to survive as a people... On the planet, uh, this always has to be considered stupid. Let's go to Janice in Westminster, Maryland. Hello there, Janice, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Oh, thank you. It's so wonderful to be able to talk with you. Um, you don't. I, I'm insulted that, this, that our administration feels like they are speaking for the special needs community. Mm-hmm. My son, who is uniquely abled, yeah. joined our family when he was three and a half months old through adoption. And, um, you know, that was a choice that we made. Because now, you, you have a son. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You have a son with Down syndrome. Correct. Well, that's awesome. Correct. I love it. Yes. And, <laughs> um, love it. and his parents, they're our heroes. Yeah. Because though they were ill-prepared to raise him, and they recognized that, they also recognized the fact that his life was precious. And he deserves the same gift of life that the rest of us have. And I cannot imagine my life without somebody like my sweet little guy who loves unconditionally and shows us that as humans, we lack what he has. Now, are you saying that maybe your son is a better person despite his disability than even geniuses like Kamala Harris? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I, I, Janice, I, I, and, and I know, and I know this, and I know this, and and let me ask you this: Is he a burden on your life? Is he something no. that you wish were? Are you sure? Because honestly, oh, the I'm abortion industry—he's sure. number one on the target list, man. He's lucky to have survived, Janice. Uh, nine out of ten uh, babies who are diagnosed with Down syndrome are aborted, and some of those diagnoses are wrong because the test has a fifty-fifty chance of being correct. We had friends that we were in support, a support group for Down syndrome whose child um, what tested that they were going to be absolutely a typical child, no Down syndrome. They were born with Down syndrome. And then their siblings in that family tested positive as having Down syndrome, and they were born as typical children. Wow. So that test is not 100%. You have a 50-50 chance. So Down Janice, Janice, let me ask you this, Janice. Uh, what, uh, what about your son makes him special? What, what, what makes him a light? Tell everybody what it's like having a Down syndrome kid. It's, I, I hate the word down because I gotcha. they're always happy. 
Yeah. They, they always find joy in the littlest things. They always want to hug you and encourage you. My son goes out of his way to encourage his peers. Um, if you're sad, you're going to smile because he just gives you a hug and he tells you that he loves you. Yeah. Um, he never stops. Even when sometimes his disabilities limit him, yeah. he never stops trying to succeed. And he is the epitome of what I think that we as human beings should be, accepting of one another, loving one another, and helping each other in our weaknesses and encouraging our strengths. That's what it's like to have a child with Down syndrome. Not scary, incredible. That was beautiful. That was beautiful, Janice. I could never in my life say it like you just said it. I'm going to tell you what. We're going to wake up someday from the travesty that has been abortion and has been exterminating beautiful children who maybe don't look like us or talk like us. But chances are they're much better people morally than you'll ever be, particularly those in Washington. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's The Rob Carson Show. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. Yeah, um, that's the vice president of the United States, which shows uh, me that the uh, the United States and Democrat Party are not serious uh, about uh, leading in the world in a very dangerous place. Uh, we live in a very, very dangerous world where uh, several large entities, including uh, China, would like to see you dead, your children enslaved, and own your property. I'm just saying that's that's what they think. We're the enemy, you see. But this idiot is uh, talking about her pronouns, her preferred, preferred pronouns, which, by the way, our government's pronouns should be I-O-U. I'm taking that from a friend uh, named Chuck who works on WCBM. He said, my pronouns are I-O and you. Ours should be I-O and you. Like, we owe you an apology for having Democrats in power right now and not leading the world like we normally do because the world's going to hell in a handbasket because we have people like this person in charge. Unbelievable. Oh, by the way, nobody won the, uh, what was it, the Powerball? No, Mega Millions. Mega Millions last night. You know, I want to have the kind of money that Todd Graves has, the founder of Raising Cane's Chicken Strips. We got one right up here by our house. A friend of mine actually went to college with this guy. This guy uh, went to school, and I believe it was uh, Oklahoma State, and uh, there was a chicken place that he worked at as a kid in high school and college, and they went out of business, and this kid, Todd, I guess, this is the story ever, uh, got the recipe for Raising Cane's Chicken Strips and became a billionaire. And uh, he went out and bought 50,000 Mega Millions tickets, one for each of his employees. And uh, to show you uh, the ungodly odds that you have of possibly winning not only this uh, lottery uh, jackpot, but any lottery jackpot, he bought 50,000 tickets. He got $100,000 out of the bank. Clearly doesn't work in New York City. Literally went to two convenience stores and bought the and, and bought the, the ticket. You, can you imagine what it had been like standing behind that guy? It's like, can I, you're, you're buying 50000 can I just pay for my Slurpee? The uh, jackpot surges to $1 billion, uh, third highest in, uh, in history. No one won the, uh, the I'm not going to read the numbers because, you know, that's idiotic. Uh, I want to mention also, uh, Dick Morris has got a great new book, by the way. 
It's called The Return. Did you see uh, Donald Trump speak yesterday on Newsmax? It was a good speech. A lot of people say, it was really down. Yeah, he was talking about all the crap that's happened in the country and how depressed he is going back to Washington, D.C. and seeing how it descended since he left. That said, Dick Morris has a new book. It's called The Return. It's in bookstores everywhere. And if you want to uh, get it free from Newsmax and save yourself almost $28, just go to The Return 911. And, uh, and get signed up there for the newsletter for Newsmax that I write for. I do a column for it periodically. Uh, anyway, the return 911.com. Uh, Joe Biden says he's chomping at the bit. He's restless in isolation. <laughs> sure he is. Are you, he literally takes every other weekend. No, like three-fourths of his weekends are spent resting in, uh, in Delaware. But he has, says he is restless. He is restless to get back to work. Here's a little of the, uh, the Zoom call of the president. I believe his dog is barking in the background. And his dog's name is a German Shepherd. And just, uh, this, the, his two dogs are mean. They attacked uh, Secret Service agents. And, uh, and they're named Commander, by the way. And oddly enough, the uh, Washington Redskins changed their name to the Commanders. Presumably, they'll be as toothless as uh, Commander or our, our Commander-in-Chief. Here's the president. Uh, I want to thank you for being here at the White House. And again, I feel so badly. I'm so close to you. But because I'm in the last day of... Uh, yeah, but little girls everywhere are going, thank God. Of having been uh, diagnosed with COVID, I'm feeling great. I hope it comes across that way. And I, I still think that even though I've been vaccinated twice and, uh, and uh, boosted twice, that uh, military members should uh, get the vaccine, even though it does nothing to prevent the, uh, the virus and it does not lessen the uh, symptoms. But I still will uh, take away your military career if you don't get the shot like I did twice and the boosters twice. Well, I hope I look as great as I feel here. But, you know. And- oh, wait a minute. Hold- he just said, I hope I look as good as I feel. COVID. I'm feeling great. I hope comes across that way as well. I hope I look as great as I feel. Well, I guess he feels like S.H. then, because, yeah, I mean, have you seen him lately? Woo, yeah. And then something really bizarre happened. People are still, I think, kind of uh, digesting what happened in this meeting. They uh, put together a uh, spliced video Uh, An 11-minute long speech released by the White House yesterday. Now, at the very beginning of the speech, for about eight minutes, he was very subdued, very sleepy-eyed, blinking, kind of just, you know, getting through it a little bit, uh, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, an an abrupt edit. I'm not kidding. I'm going to show this on my TV show this weekend, Rob Carson's What in the World on uh, Newsmax. All of a sudden... He is completely changed. He is agitated. His eyes are wide open. Wide open. Now, there are at least 10 spliced edits in the video, uh, some coming seconds apart, other minutes apart. But I want you to listen to this. And and there's an episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns, because he's really old, and and every night he goes through this this, uh, thing they need to do to keep him breathing and cognizant and whatnot, and uh, and he goes and and they you know they have to do all t- tongue scraping and weird and then also the next morning he erupts or he he erupts he awakes and he is uh, you know back to being normal that's kind of what I think they're doing to Joe Biden but I want you to listen this is the the leader of the free world 
okay, who is uh, right now uh, you know doing Zoom calls because he's got COVID, and his vice president is uh, announcing her uh, her uh, pronouns and telling everyone the color of dress or, or uh, pantsuit she's wearing. Listen to this again. Uh, sleepy, subdued, tired, sick Joe Biden possibly maybe after medication suddenly changes listen my plan supports a basic idea those who have served their time should qualify not only for pell grants to earn a degree but get access to good jobs and training affordable housing food and medical benefits all these steps will reduce crime and prevent crime from happening in the first place and and my Safer American plan is part of my administration's relentless efforts to invest and empower black communities to be architects of their own future. We made record investments. Well, they've got to, <laughs> the members of the black community have to rebuild their community. They've got to be architects because the Democrat Party has done their level best to burn it down, uh, you know, since uh, the great society. So there you go. That's the difference between the prez. Here's the prezi again. Before. Training, affordable housing. Food and medical benefits. All of these steps will reduce crime and prevent crime from happening in the first place. And then we go to after the meds. And my Safer American plan is part of my administration's relentless efforts to invest and empower black communities to be architects of their own future. We made record investments of more than $5 billion. In this- and uh, you've made... Uh, trillions of dollars of investments in the Great Society. And uh, right now, the uh, murder rate in inner-city black communities is 13 times the national average. The abortion rate is 60% in inner cities and uh, uh, fatherless households, about 80 85%. But other than that, things are great. It was money well spent. Money well spent. Uh, Jill Biden's press secretary. Boy, there's a job for you, Right. Uh, just uh, latest uh, to join the Exodus. Now you'll recall a couple weeks ago, and I, is Michael Larosa? Is that is that Italian or is that uh, is that Hispanic? Because she called uh, Hispanics in San Antonio breakfast tacos. She said that uh, Hispanics were as diverse as the breakfast tacos in San Antonio, which I got to try. I love it with the chorizo, a little bit of uh, queso fresco in there. You know. Anyway, um, you know we know that uh, Press Secretary Jen Psaki, hot Psaki, she's been replaced by uh, Corinne Jean Pierre. And then, of course, uh, uh, now we've got uh, Kate Bedingfield. She left the comms director. Uh, uh, Jen Psaki's chief of staff, Amanda Finney. Uh, basically, the White House revolving store keeps spinning. Spinning. We've got to go around. Four times as many people leaving the Biden administration than the Trump administration. I wonder if La Rosa was uh, upset that she referred to Hispanics as uh, breakfast tacos. And then she also said that there were bodegas. These little stores in New York City, they're bodegas. After saying, si se puede. Maybe that's part of it. Here's a, a part of Michael LaRosa's full statement on his White House departure. Here it is. As many of you have heard, uh, this Friday will be my last day on the East Wing for a kid from Easton, Pennsylvania, who only ever dreamed of stepping foot into this history-rich residence for a tour. Working for First Lady Jill Biden in the White House has been the proudest and most rewarding experience of my life. Dear God, what level did I sink to defend a complete dimwit? Uh, someone who says she's a doctor, I don't know what the hell she's a doctor in, but dear God, they must be passing out degrees like candy. 
Actually, I just added the last part there. You could figure out where I uh, added that. It was kind of as abrupt as Joe Biden speaking and then taking a shot of whatever they're giving him to uh, wake him up there, kind of changing the direction of the, uh, of the content there. No. Oh, this is pretty interesting. For those of you who are going to buy an electric car um, and you think you're you know, all superior and everything because you're driving an electric car, even though like people where I live and, and most places in the country where people plug in their electric cars, the electric cars are run by coal or natural gas. So really, you're, you're, you're just getting a, a vehicle that you know, takes off the line pretty quickly but can't haul crap and, uh, and has a battery that if you replace it, it'll probably cost as much as buying the car. But other than that, enjoy that electric car because it's, I mean, honestly, what an investment that you have in that wonderful, wonderful electric car. Um, just one day after officials promoted the passage of the Connecticut Clean Air Act, CT Transit, the Connecticut uh, Department of Transportation's bus service, has pulled its entire fleet of electric buses because one of them just caught fire. Just out of nowhere, uh, completely caught fire. Just boom, just just sitting there doing nothing. Caught fire. Now apparently, uh, some electric vehicles are uh, are known to do this. So the vehicle was sitting there in the uh, in the lot. There was nobody in it. However, two people on the bus. I don't know. Maybe they were left or something. But anyway, two people uh, had to be taken in because of smoke inhalation. Uh, they got sent to the hospital. Uh, according to Hamden fire officials, lithium-ion batteries are difficult to extinguish due to the thermochemical process that produces heat and continually reignites. So it's essentially China syndrome in your car. Uh, it burns so hot without a flame that even water can't put it out. It's, uh, it's kind of what they have in uh, nuclear power plants. They've got to keep them underwater all the time. And when that water's gone... China syndrome all over again. So, uh, but here is uh, Jennifer Granholm talking about how obsessed they are with uh, Joe Biden's uh, uh, energy transition. At the Department of Energy, we are. She's the energy energy secretary. Obsessed with how we get to net zero by 2050. And oh, I think you're already at net zero as far as intelligence is concerned. Is that a goal? How we get to 100% clean electricity by 2035. The fact that 5,000 scientists come here to try to solve those problems. It's a gift to the planet. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you put institutional music behind anything stupid, it'll almost sound smart. But I'm not fooled. No, no, I'm not. All right, so uh, we've got a lot of stuff to uh, get to next. Uh, going to talk a little bit about, about uh, Leah Thomas. She was a woman for a year, got nominated for NCAA uh, Woman of the Year after destroying the athletic careers of dozens of women in college just last year. And uh, she's not going to be the woman of the year. The NCAA has found an actual woman who uh, fit the bill better. We'll get to that in just a moment. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. It is a Wednesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. I was thinking about uh, Kamala Harris and the way she speaks, and uh, uh, my producer actually reminded me who she actually may have gotten her uh, her inspiration from. First, Kamala Harris. It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. We must together work together to see where we are, where we are headed, where we are going, and our vision for where we should be. And the inspiration... According to my producer, who uh, told me that, uh, have you seen the Brady Bunch movie? I said, yeah. Uh, the dad in the Brady Bunch movie, Gary Cole. Listen. See, I've always believed that it doesn't matter where your home is because home 
is where your heart is. And we may lose this house, but we'll always have our family because we're Brady's. And this family is our home. That's why we'll always have our home. As long as we have our family, even if we lose our house, we're still Brady's. Your father's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. That's, uh, that's pretty much... Uh, uh, and then he also said, I believe, uh, uh, no matter where you are, that's where you are. I think that's... I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing, but uh, there you go. She got her, uh, her vapid... Uh, inspiration, I believe, from that uh, from that movie. I, I could uh, I could be wrong. Let's talk about Leah Thomas, and, and I think we need to play this song. This is the song that inspired it all. Transgender swimmers and athletes everywhere, pummeling women. It's time for women to start acting like men. I am woman, not a man. Yeah. Despite this new transgender ban, though my voice is deep and I've got facial hair, a voice They've banned me, but I'll be back. Bravery, I do not lack. You don't have to tell me to grow a pair. You already got him. Oh yes, I'm a girl against women. I compete. Her swimsuit fitting, be like, uh, wow, we gotta loosen this up a little bit. Venus says that I can't swim, they claim that I am a him, but I'll be back, just you wait and see. Oh, yes, I'm a she, I even wear a dress, Jim Gossett. though it's no mystery, the whole package I possess, <laughs> but they banned me, banned me from everything. Transgender swimmer Leah Thomas finally lost a race after the NCAA chose somebody else for its Woman of the Year award. And uh, uh, Thomas is like 6'4 with a wingspan of a 747, managed to pummel the crap out of women uh, after failing as a male college athlete, number 467 in the entire country. And, uh, you know, when you, when you think about this, and, and I hope you have taken the time to think about this, particularly if you are a woman, about, uh, and I'm being absolutely serious, uh, what an ungodly assault on women. For all of the things that women have done for our history, uh, being half of mankind, by the way, uh, that, that the NCAA and so many would allow the uh, assault. This is an assault. I mean, and I mean it in every sense of the, of the, of the, of the word, assault. This person comes into a women's sport, as so many have, after women sweat and toil their entire lives, getting to, to the pool early, staying late, being in the water, hours upon hours upon hours, and then their junior, senior year, maybe freshman year, losing the ability to be named All-American because this jackweed decides to say, I'm a woman, beat another woman, I, uh, no, an actual woman, by 38 seconds in a 500 meter, and then gets featured on in, you know on NBC, on, on magazine covers everywhere. And everything that women athletes have done to this point in human history is completely down the toilet because some people fell for this stupid, stupid crap. 
Now, next hour, I'm going to ask you to tell you why, why women should become more like women while men are not acting like men. I'm going to get to that, uh, how uh, women have been played by men again, and it's, it's literally it's time for women to, uh, to become more like men while so many men are becoming more like women. Nothing homophobic about it. I'm just telling you, if you want to survive... You're going to want to listen to it. All right? That's coming up. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey, guys. It's Carson for Gold Co. The last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%. The U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet, while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So, if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to visit goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver. As one of my listeners, you could get $10,000 or more in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity, so don't miss out. Visit goldco.com slash Rob Carson, goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Don't miss what could be the best opportunity to protect your retirement savings. Goldco.com slash Rob Carson. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, and uh, this is our number dose uh, for all you breakfast tacos. Um, Chris Markowski, political financial analyst and host of the uh, Watchdog on Wall Street Show, joins us at the bottom of the hour to talk about a bunch of stuff, including uh, home sales going, that was an explosion. Uh, And then, of course, uh, tomorrow we're expecting news that we're in a recession. Not a big surprise to most of us. And then also we're going to talk about the the Choco Taco and what we're going to have to do to save the Choco Taco. I don't know if you know this, but Subway has a contest they're doing now. Uh, You can win a lifetime supply of Subway sandwiches if you get a one-foot-long tattoo of a Subway sandwich on your body. Uh, I'm going to say no to that, but... If it means saving the Choco Taco, oh, hell yeah. Where do you want it? Where do you want it? You do want a tramp stamp? I'll do a tramp stamp right above my, you know, posterior, little Choco Taco down there. Uh, I, you know, I don't care on my shoulder like a rose. Stop it. A little Choco Taco right up there. Hell, if it means saving the Choco Taco, I might even consider the forehead. In case you didn't hear, uh, they, they're going to eliminate the Choco Taco for lack of sales. I, I mm, mm, doesn't make any sense, but... I've already said I would crowdfund. I've already, uh, 20 bucks, I got it right here. $20 to stay crowdfunding to save Choco Taco. And, you know, I didn't even start liking the Choco Taco until I lived in D.C. And we had friends, we had, had a pool. Best thing to have is friends with a pool, vacation condo, or boat. Don't get one yourself. Find friends who have that. Trust me on this, right? So anyway, um, so we would get these Choco Tacos. We'd have some, uh, you would have the... Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, these little square Klondike bars. Oh, my God. Awesome. But the Choco Taco, number one with my kids growing up, number one with me. I love the Choco Taco. I can't believe they want to get rid of the Choco Taco. This cannot stand. This cannot stand. I will buy all the Choco Tacos in this city, and I will put them in freezers in my basement. I swear to God. 
I'll do it. So um, I just want to say something very quick to the women in the audience. Um, you know that I'm down with you. Uh, I don't care uh, that you are the opposite sex of me. I'm all about uh, women's empowerment uh, and men's empowerment and people living to their full potential, 100%. But if women keep falling for stupid crap like this, then um, you're just kind of making your own bet. Uh, and I'm just going to say, most of you, 99.9% .9 of you are not. But some people, for instance, the people who put together this stupid uh, women's march, which is the women's uh, leftist women's march in Washington, D.C., where Madonna, when, uh, when Donald Trump had been inaugurated, said that she wanted to burn down their blow up the White House. And, and women wear these pink uh, uh, P-word hats. I don't like to use that word. Even if I wasn't on the radio, I don't like to say that word. It's just, even... Even the P-word cat, I don't like to, I just don't like the word. It's like panties, ew, ew. And uh, zesty, I don't like the word zesty either, zesty. What the hell, what is zesty? Nobody ever eats something now and says, oh, man, that is zesty. No, anyway. So the way the Women's March is uh, saying that uh, uh, the word women includes transgender women. So they are going to welcome transgendered women as complete women at the next Women's March, I guess. Says, uh, we got uh, some transphobes big mad the other day, so let us spell it out for you. Woman is a term that encompasses cis and trans women. When we talk about people who can give birth, it's because those people aren't all women. They're girls, trans men, and binary people. Uh, Women's March uh, tweeted on Tuesday. And here's why they try to sound all down and everything. Uh, some of y'all really struggle with the concept of assigned sex versus gender identity, and it shows. This, according to the Women's March, Women's March is committed to creating equality for women and a feminist future for all. We fight for rights that primarily but not exclusively impact women. We fight for a world where all women are safe from gender-based violence. Well, I guess everybody else is completely down with that. Discrimination and hate. The Women's March received significant blowback pushback, I guess, after it declared last week that uh, it said that trans women are women. Well, they're not. They're dudes who say they're women, and they still have six billion cells that have uh, uh, chromosomes that say man in them. Uh, that. And the penis thing. Uh, and the prostate thing. Anyway, uh, the point of tweets like this is demoralize actual feminists so that we stop fighting for women and girls. Don't let it demoralize you. This is Abigail Schreer. She uh, tweeted last week in response, uh, Babylon B CEO Seth Dillon said misinformation. Uh, no, they aren't. There are massive differences between women and trans uh, and trans women. We can respectful, uh, be respectful to trans people while not abandoning reality, according to Megan uh, Kelly. And if women given to this, it is another way that women have capitulated thinking that somehow they're winning when actually they're just getting their rear ends handed to them. Let, let me explain. Let me explain. When women born women say that a person born a man who decides to change gender late in their athletic career so that they can beat women and then claim they're actually women beating women, destroys women's athletics. It, it really does. It destroys lives of actual women. You could say all you want, but it is bullying. It is assault. The fact that 18 women on the UPenn women's swimming team 
sent complaint letters because this jackweed with a man's penis who still dates women was allowed to shower with women in the locker room with his uh, uh, with his uh, rudder uh, in full view, if you will, is uh, an insult to women. And and women, I got to tell you, while so many men are falling for being, and unless I have no problem with men who are uh, more feminine, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Honestly, if, if I did care, it would mean I actually had enough time where I, I, I don't care. I don't give a rat's behind. But while men are, are eagerly trying to be less masculine, I think that women should become more like men. I do. I absolutely do. Because women throughout history have always fallen for these things that they think are empowering women, but they're really just men sitting back and going, oh, God, I can't believe she did this. I, really, I cannot believe that she fell for this. I, I just, for instance, for instance, on the beach, and I'm not saying we need to be like 1900 old-timey swimsuits and everything, but there was a time when uh, you know women's uh, swimsuits did not involve either uh, posterior cheek hanging out, and uh, you know you couldn't see uh, you know all the the private stuff, and you didn't have to have hair removed to uh, you know cover up st- things that shouldn't see sunshine. But anyway, somebody back in the 1960s said, you know what, gosh darn it, I'd really like to see more women like almost nude. So what we'll do is we'll take. Uh, women's underwear, we'll call it a swimsuit, and they'll actually go to the beach and wear it. So women suddenly, uh, without any, uh, any, uh, are they more comfortable? I don't know, I don't know. But just suddenly decide to embrace the bikini, which is, whim- it's, it's underwear, it's waterproof underwear. If you went into Victoria's Secret and accidentally opened a dressing room door, if there was a woman standing there in a bra and underwear, I don't say panties because they hate the word, uh, she'd go, oh my God, you pervert, get away. But she'll wear it to the beach, completely wear it to the beach. And, and women... Went for it. And then, you know, back in the 1950s, women, you'd wear a skirt. And, and I guess I've never worn a skirt. I don't care too particularly. I would feel weird. It would be a little too much air down there. But, uh, but uh, somebody said, hey, let's convince women to wear a, a skirt that's so short that we can see parts that men shouldn't see unless they're, you know, in a committed relationship. Uh, let's do that. Let's come up with it. We'll call it a mini skirt. And women said, oh, God, yes, I want a miniskirt. I want a miniskirt. Oh, yeah, I want something that when I bend over, you can see my butt. Yeah, yeah, I want to wear a miniskirt. And guys sat back and went, oh, man, this is fantastic. This is so cool. All right, hey, hey let's do this. Let's, uh, instead of uh, women uh, saying to men, um, you know, uh, I don't want to have sex with you on the first date, and I don't want to have a one-night stand, and uh, if we're going to have sex, it will require some sort of commitment because otherwise you're just going to, you know, get your rocks off and then move on. And, and somebody said, no, let's start a sexual revolution among women where uh, women become exactly like men and they uh, get promiscuous and they can sleep with anybody. And listen, if you choose to do that, that's your business. But I'm going to tell you right now, um, you're going to get what you get. You're going to get what you get. You're going to look at guys who go, you, you know, hey, I heard she puts out. And then, you know, and then you're going to be getting, uh, you know, calls on your cell phone, text in the middle of the night. You know, and it's just, there you go. You, you, you know, so, okay, sexual revolution. And guys sat back and went, God dang it, I can't believe it. I used to have to, like, date for months and maybe even use the L word to get there, you know? And then, and then about 19, what, 69, 70-ish, some guy said to uh, some young woman, uh, you know, she said, uh, well, I'm late on my period, and uh, and he said, hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. We had sex and everything, but you know what? You were down with this sexual revolution, so I'm not responsible. But here's the deal. I'll pay for half of your abortion. 
or I'll pay for your abortion. Presumably it was like somebody like Ted Kennedy or somebody, and there was an intern in the White House. What did, what did he say? I'll take care of the abortion. And then right after that, abortion became empowering for women, uh, more so than having a baby. Most more so than saying no, more so than, you know, possibly being a, a little bit more modest. And I'm not being a prude here. I like to look at women in bikinis and short skirts all day long. It's one of the reasons why I read the UK Daily Mail, because the news in the middle and whoop, whoop, flash on the side. But uh, but that's that's where women need to start being more like men. I'm, 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 you, you have to realize the 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 stuff that's happening here throughout women's history that have culminated in. Men being allowed to go to the women's march and be men, suddenly just be women, equal, same footing as you, uh, uh, has no clue to the, 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 what it's like to be a woman since birth, no clue, but suddenly they are on equal footing and deserve equal treatment uh, and in sporting events. The, yes, men are uh, physically more superior. It's fairly obvious there are no uh, trans men playing in the NBA or uh, professional weightlifting, or uh, the NFL, or uh, Major League Baseball, or basically any sport that in involves endurance, speed, or strength. And uh, <clears throat> the, so men have once again the same guys who said, wear a miniskirt, wear a bikini, have sex with me, no strings attached, I'll pay you for your abortion. Suddenly you're saying, I'm a man and I can beat you in sports and you can't say anything about it. There you go. And then, uh, and then Donald Trump made a joke about it yesterday. <laughs> and, and Donald Trump said that, uh, hey, man, if, if, if he were going to be something, he, he could be an N NBA coach, a women's NBA coach, and he would be great. And, and I'm going to share that audio in a second. Uh, your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. At the Big America First uh, seminar, which is about uh, putting America first, oddly enough, unlike what uh, Kamala Harris does. She puts her pronouns first and then talks about the color of the suit she's wearing to blind people. Uh, here is Donald Trump yesterday talking about uh, what he'd do if he was the owner of a, a women's NBA team. And I'll tell you what, if I were ever, uh, I'd be the greatest women's basketball coach in history. Because I don't like LeBron James. I like Michael Jordan much better. But, there you go. But I, there you go. But I'd go up to LeBron James, it doesn't matter. I'd say, LeBron, did you ever have any desire to be a woman? Because what I'd love you to do is star on my team that I'm building up. I will have the greatest team in history. They'll never lose. Nobody will come within 70 points of this team. Now, we have to change that, and we have to make it okay to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is uh, ridiculous uh, that women are being forced to compete with men. It's kind of like that uh, that commercial that Charles Barkley's in where he's uh, chose for the pickup team and the kids are like, I'll take Barkley. And he's like, all right, in your face to the kids. And uh, it's kind of like what men are doing to uh, women's athletics. And it's going to take um, some young men who have character to step forward and say, you know, really? No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. 
Because we live, we live in a time where there is no shame, like the death of shame. I've been talking about the death of shame for a very long time. Leah Thomas, who was a man his entire life, was so shameless that after his junior year, in the dying throes of his athletic career, he took the cue of uh, Rachel Levine, who was a middle-level uh, management bureaucrat in the government, and after three kids and a wife left them, I imagine pretty confused, uh, changes to be uh, a woman and gets nominated for the Woman of the Year from USA Today. And then before that, Caitlyn Jenner used to be Bruce Jenner, uh, one of my childhood heroes. We had the Wheaties and everything. There's Wheaties. There's a cereal called Wheaties, millennials. It's not great. It's pretty good. you you got to cover with a lot of sugar and fruit and milk. You know, it's not one of those cereals you just open the box and eat it like Captain Crunch. But anyway, uh, he was on the cover of, uh, of Wheaties box after winning the decathlon, which is the, I mean, it makes you the best athlete in the world. You win that, you know. And then uh, late in life, about 70 years old, decides to choose a, a young woman's name, Caitlin, and become a girl. And uh, gets on the cover of Vogue magazine. I'll admit, I, I saw this person before knowing, and I went, hey, hey, hey. And then found out it was Bruce Jenner, and I went, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And it was named, uh, like, Woman of the Year uh, by, uh, I don't know, Sports Illustrated. Yeah. So there you go. Women, you got to start acting like men while men are, while men are acting like women. I'm, I'm 100% serious. Let's go to Barbara in Baltimore. There's no doubt she's a woman. Hear her roar. And she's on the phone right now. Hello, Barbara. Hello, Robert. Thanks so much for taking my call. You are always 100%. I mean, you just keep it so real. Uh, a lot of people would never even think about what happened during the sexual revolution, how it really changed the dynamics for women, uh, the lack of respect women started to get because of that. And yep. it just continued and has led to uh, fatherless children. And then, of course, as you said, all the abortions. Uh, but women lost a lot. Barbara, did you did you see the footage in the New York City subway with the uh, women? Uh, they were uh, twerking in uh, thongs and uh, and rubbing up against guys like they're you know dogs in heat and uh, on the on the New York subway. And uh, uh, you know, is this is this what you want your daughter to do? Is this what you would do? I mean, are you so devoid of shame that you'd let some loser dry hump you on a sub in a uh, on a on a slip and slide to be videotaped? Uh, really, is that is that where women are? today Barbara I was shocked when I saw it they played it was on Maria Bartiroma it, they yeah. showed a part of that I could not believe it it's just out of control I mean women I mean it's nothing you can't buy class no you got to no. have class and I mean that is so classless it's just um I don't know it goes beyond I yeah, I can't find it. Well, Barbara, it also Barbara, have you noticed? Have you noticed lately uh, on uh, TikTok and Instagram and all these, all these, uh, I call them internet skanks. Uh, probably shouldn't be uh, politically incorrect, but I, I think Kim Kardashian's an internet skank. That's what she is. The whole Kardashian family, uh, internet skanks, and and they are unrealistic. They're they're less realistic than a Barbie doll. All right, they've got uh, uh, inflated posteriors from uh, butt implants and lip implants. They look absurd, and that's where women are today. In, in our society. Internet skanks become billionaires, and your daughter uh, gets uh, beaten uh, sorrowly in, uh, in her athletic competition by a guy who decides to become a girl. I know. It's just it's, everything has turned, what do they call it, bath backward? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You know, I wanted to share something uh, yeah. uh, about the uh, voting, if I have time with you, because 
this coming weekend, we have a real call to action. And um, I'm calling on the people that live in Talbot County. Um, I didn't. I sent you the email about yeah, a lot yeah. of the confusion. Barbara, here's what I'm going to do. Hold on, hold on, Barbara. I'm going to come to you after the uh, the bottom of the hour. And the reason why uh, we are a national show, but there are a lot of things happening in Maryland. We've got uh, Dan Cox running for governor, uh, and everybody says he can't win. He's a Trump uh, 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 supporter and Trump endorsed. And I hope the hell he does become the next governor of the state of Maryland, because otherwise, you know, just bulldoze it. Uh, honestly, uh, we'll get to that. But there was some chicanery with regard to uh, elections. Uh, the the uh, the primary election in the state of Maryland. I want to get to you to you after the bottom of the hour, okay? So okay. Uh, a- after, actually, you know what? I'm gonna have to. We're gonna, we got we got we got a guest at the bottom of the hour, but I want you. Can you call back a little bit later and uh, and discuss whatever this? you want? I mean, okay, I'm okay. listening to you on the radio. I'm listening to you on my phone. All right, all right. Um, uh, uh, let's let's maybe uh, redo this next hour with okay. your comments, okay? That sounds good. Chris Markowski. Uh, host of the Watchdog on Wall Street radio show is going to be talking about a variety of things, including uh, mortgage interest rates, home sales plummeting, uh, the R-word recession, and the death of the Choco Taco. Not while I'm still breathing. This is the Rob Carson Show. edition of the Rob Carson Show, one of the uh, uh, one of my favorite guests with regard to what's happening in the world of uh, finance, uh, the economy and whatnot, is uh, Chris Markowski. He's got this uh, this great show called the Watchdog on Wall Street radio show. He joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Hello, my friend. Let me just, just start with the big news of the day, which is uh, a crisis that is, I, I believe, to be quite honest, uh, an exodus, ex- existential crisis with regard to children in the summer, and that is uh, the getting rid of the Choco Taco. Have you heard about the discontinuation of the Choco Taco, sir? Uh, what is a Choco Taco? I don't know what, what that, that is. What, you don't know what a Choco Taco is? No. See, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. <laughs> What's a Choco Taco? Choco Taco is a delicious frozen treat that is frequently featured on the side of ice cream trucks around the country. Very big on the East Coast. When I was in D.C., the Choco Taco, it's a, it, they take a waffle cone, they shape it into the shape of a taco, they fill it with ice cream, they, then they dip it in chocolate, then they cover it with peanuts. It's called a Choco Taco. And well, it sounds good. It, yeah, no. Not on my diet, but it sounds good. It's not here, but they're getting rid of it. Dude, you got to start paying attention. If you're gonna, if you're right. gonna, if you're gonna start, you know, being a, I don't know, radio host and everything, you got to start paying attention to the stuff that really impacts people's <laughs> lives here, dude. You got <laughs> old ice cream truck. I haven't seen one in a while. I know, I know. Well, they don't hang around your neighborhood because of the crack dealers and all that stuff. Anyway, just kidding. I threw that because it was an easy line. Let's talk about uh, the R word. Let's talk about recession. Because I guess uh, tomorrow, even though that recession has been redefined, kind of like uh, the word woman has been redefined, uh, there, there is a chance that the traditional um, definition of a recession will be announced tomorrow. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> well, it won't, if we get negative economic growth, uh, again, for the second quarter, uh, two quarters of economic, uh, negative economic growth is one of the criteria for a recession. Traditionally, when that happens, yeah, you're in a recession. But you have these high priests of economics that live in Cambridge. It's (laughs) the NDER, National Bureau of Economic Research. They're the ones that make the call. And and sometimes, like the last one, it took them 15 months 
before they actually made that call. So I don't think there's going to be any politics involved. Uh, one of the criteria, though, is as well, is has to do with employment, and we still have very low unemployment here in this country. So I do, I, I don't think at this point in time, I don't think the NBER is going to call it. Well, you you don't think so because uh, they they are a political organization. They're not going to use the R word. This all of this this uh, 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 you know like Corinne uh, Jean Pierre saying that uh, you know uh, that, that that you know change the definition and all this stuff. So you're just saying that they're not only changing the definition, they're just not going to call it tomorrow. They're, no, they, they, okay. it right. takes them a long time, and they got to you know they got to earn their paychecks and pour over models and data and all sorts of stuff, and that's going to take a very long period of time. Uh, yeah, p- politically, yes, the, the Republicans will call it a recession, and we've already seen the Democrats hedge themselves in regards to saying it's not a recession. But the reality of the situation is, what the hell does it matter? Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it, what what they call we're splitting hairs at this point in time. What is the situation in your household? This happens every single time. I wrote a column about this years ago. I I, I called it. It was I'm showing my age here. In search of recession, I was going back to Leonard Nimoy from uh, his program back in the 1970s <laughs> that I used yes. to love. Yes. Everybody's in search of this recession and when it's going to come. Now, you know, you got to put that aside. We are in a slowdown. We're dealing with economic problems. In your household right now, you got to use this to your advantage. You got to start taking a look at where you can cut back, where, uh, where you can save some money. You own a business, the same thing. What's working? What's not working? That's what a lot of good companies are doing at this point in time. The splitting hairs is just nonsense. Well, like Facebook, Facebook is uh, uh, telling its employees in these uh, these meetings, you better start pulling your weight. Uh, the other day, I guess Mark Zuckerberg's on this uh, this call uh, company wide, and and they were doing this question and answer thing, and some millennial or Gen Z or said. Hey, are you going to keep the days off the same as they were during the COVID pandemic? And uh, apparently Zuckerberg like looked and said, you know, realize the monster that he created. And uh, and then uh, one of his underlings said, you got to start pulling your weight or you're going to be looking for another job. And it, it seems like uh, some of these new millennial one run corporations are realizing that uh, when you've got a workforce that looks more forward to the days off while they're working than actually the work at hand, you got a problem here. Well, they were getting paid. I mean, you're not even graduating from Stanford and you're getting $200,000 plus a year. Uh, Those days are over. Uh, It's done. I mean, all this money that was floating around and the venture capital money flowing to these companies, bye-bye. It's not happening anymore. Nope. So everybody's going to have to uh, learn to adjust to some degree. And, and you know, I would have been. Someone did that uh, at a meeting. I'd be like, goodbye. You're, you're, yeah. It's one of the first things you're asking at this meeting is how much vacation time you're going to get. See ya. Exactly. 100%. 100%. Let's talk about home sales uh, and interest rates and people uh, getting into the you know, home buying mood in January now going, holy crap, I'm going to pay twice as much interest. It's making it unaffordable. What's going to happen to the uh, – are, are we in a bubble? Oh, I, I think prices uh, have a long way to go uh, to the downside. And again, when you, when you talk about real estate, and they, they do this all the time, they make generalizations on a lot of these business programs. It's a big country. Um, you're living on the water in uh, the West Coast of Florida. You know, your real estate value is going to be different yeah. than if you're living somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's also the reality of, you know, what jobs are like in that area, what the schools are like. So you, you can't take the entire country. It's a big country. There's different pockets out there. But automatically, when, when a, a mortgage, most homes are sold in this country based upon a monthly bill. 
And that monthly bill, as most of us know, is made up of the principal, the interest. You also have your insurance uh, that's cooked into that, and obviously your property taxes. Now, but one of the parts of that equation, which is the interest cost goes up, something else has to give because you can yeah. only afford so much. Yeah. And that obviously is going to be the principal. The price of homes will start to come down. And, and it's not a bad thing. It, it really isn't. Don't we all want to spend less on something that we need? Um, this this collective freakout that that home prices are coming down. No, it's it's good, it's good that they're coming down. Well, they have it to. Offers up a, a an opportunity. Do they? They have to. All right. Any time. And and this happened to me in two thousand and four when I moved to Washington D.C. at the height of the bubble. And we bought a house there. We had to pay fifty grand over asking. And then uh, that house went valued from you know whatever, it literally dropped in value by a third. And we were stuck at a higher interest rate. No chance of financing. And and this at the same time that. That real estate values in that area are going up 20 to 25 percent per year, and uh, and uh, salary increases about three. Now, to me, that means, oh yeah, we're going to be in some serious trouble. Back then, you had the uh, subprime mortgage lending uh, nonsense. You had people in uh, in Prince William County in Maryland getting uh, uh, six hundred thousand dollars home, making sixty thousand dollars a year. Uh, now it's just a matter of home prices becoming out of reach. Not only because we've reached a limit as to how much the the average middle class house can cost to be affordable, but also uh, other financial uh, things, including interest rates going through the ceiling that are slowing it down, which sounds a little more natural. Yeah, absolutely. And not not to mention, we also got the the the, the cost of building materials. Uh, they've been coming down. They have still a ways to go. So, again, the builders can start going out there and building homes. Yet you know, when they can't sell them at these uh, um, these lower prices based upon those costs, they're going to have to wait till that comes down and then they'll start finishing up those homes. Let me ask you uh, this with regard to, you know, Nancy Pelosi and her husband, Paul. Uh, they made a uh, what looks like they're going to make a fortune on NVIDIA Corporate because uh, she knew that there was going to be $50 billion given to the chip manufacturers in America. used to be that if you, you were a, a factory owner, you'd come up with an idea and you'd create it and you'd you know, cover all your expenses and make money off it. Now we just wait for the government to prop up a corporation uh, like this. But not only did she make a lot of money, but another uh, vulnerable Democrat representative, Elaine Luria, voted positively on the billions of dollars in subsidies to boost chip manufacturing while holding, are you ready for this, $25 million in stock in NVIDIA. Uh, do you have a problem with that? Well, I've always got a problem with it, but I, I've come to you know understand, and this has been going on for a long period of time, you know, Orwell wrote about this, all animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. And the people in Washington, D.C., quite frankly, are more equal than the rest of us. Yeah, and they're allowed yeah. to get away with this stuff. Uh, they, you know, Peter Schweitzer wrote about this oh, yeah. uh, years ago, and they, we had the Stock Act. It was actually legal for Congress and their staffers to conduct insider trading. They, they could actually trade on the information wow. that they had, whereas it would put somebody like me in jail um, but, you know, they, they, they supp supposedly push back on that, but it's nonsense. It, yeah, you got the inmates running the asylum there. Do you think they're going to get anybody in trouble? Because let's be honest, both parties do it in, in a myriad yeah, of different yeah. ways. Uh, former Speaker of the House, Dennis Hastert, real estate deals that he was involved with, knowing where the government was going to spend money. You know, it, it's crooked all the way around. And the reality, you know, how much do these people make in their salary? How do they manage to turn themselves into <laughs> multi, multi, multi millionaires how many times over? I mean, think about it. It, it really is. And, you know, you're thinking about uh, uh, how Nancy Pelosi, how Paul Pelosi knew about it. And I said, 
maybe she talks in her sleep. And then I was kind of mad at Paul Pelosi for making all this money. And then I was like, dear God, he has to sleep with her. All is forgiven. That's what I thought. I was like, yeah, uh, you can have whatever you want. Whatever price, it's worth it because you have to sleep with her. Um, <laughs> let's move on to uh, 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 right now. It, what, I, what I heard the other day, and I was, I was who I was listening to, but I posited a couple weeks ago that the reason why the job market, there are so many people who are getting jobs. There are so many people being added to the uh, employment roles. There are so many, uh, the, the unemployment rate is coming down is because, and I, and I had this boated out the other night on, uh, I think it was on uh, Laura Ingram's show with an economist drawn a blank on his name. He said the reason being is that so many people are having to get second and third jobs, and so many people are coming out of retirement. Because if you had a fixed income and you were living pay to, paycheck to paycheck of the, the beginning of Joe Biden's presidency, gas prices and everything else have gone up uh, upwards of you know, 80, 90%, 100% with regard to fuel. Uh, do, don't you suppose that this is fueling a lot of it, that those paychecks are not making it anymore, you're not making it, so you have to come out of retirement or you have to take another job? Oh, I, I absolutely think that that's uh, a part of what's going on right now. But again, as that, that sounds like a sad story. But on the flip side, you know, again, I'm kind of a suck it up type of a guy. That's just the way I am. We live in a place right now where you're still able to get a job. No, there's, where there are there big is places that. around the world where you can't. If you need to work a little bit more, you need to get a second job, or you know, you need to work three days a week when you're retired. You're able to do that and find something fairly easily. And again, you're still in a pretty good position when it comes to you know uh, bargaining with the employer and hours and the various different things because the jobs market is so tight. So that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world, the position we're in right now in this slowdown. All right, so the owner of this, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of this chicken place that we go to, uh, it's right near our house. He, he went and decided to buy $50,000 worth of uh, the Mega Millions tickets or whatever last night. The, the, the lottery jackpot was $900 million. He spent $50,000. Uh, or $100,000 on 50,000 tickets for his employees, <clears throat> and he didn't win last night. He, he spent $50,000, literally took fifty or $100,000 out of an account, went to two convenience stores, bought 50,000 tickets, nobody won. Uh, do you consider that to be uh, foolish, or do you uh, – well, certainly it's got everybody talking about it. Well, this this program goes over the air, and I was to actually tell you what I thought about just how utterly stupid that was. Um, I, I don't want to get you in trouble or me in trouble, quite honestly. I, I just, uh, again, I, you know, I'm going to volunteer to pay a tax. Uh, come on, people. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, think for a second. I mean, you could take fifty. You want to do something for your employees? Put it into put it into like a four hundred one k plan for them. You know, do a match for them or something like that. Yeah. Why? I mean, it's like burning money. Uh, yeah, you gotta yeah. be raising canes is the chicken place, which would explain why uh, their uh, their uh, the big box that my kids like costs thirteen dollars. Uh, you know, <laughs> fifty thousand mega millions tickets, one for each of employees. Eight hundred and thirty million dollars was a jackpot last night. Each one of the employees would receive $9,600, which is about half as much as they'd make in a year working at Cane's, I think. Anyway, <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, I have been playing the lottery for 30 years of my life since I was in college, and the most I've won is $23. But for some stupid reason, I went to the store yesterday, and I bought 10 Mega Millions tickets because I have the same chance as everybody else, which is zero, which is zero. <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyway. You got to do sometimes. You got to think about all of the dollars that yeah. you've put it in over the years. Yeah. And if you were to invest it and see 8% compounded, again, this is my financial planning stuff coming into play here. Yeah, yeah. And what's that worth over 20, 30 year period of time? Compounding calculators are amazing. You got to play with them online sometime. Yeah, you know, you should be better with his money. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg bought a damned election with his money. This guy just got some worthless lottery tickets. Uh, <laughs> Chris, uh, your homework assignment for the next time we. We talk. You got to try a Choco Taco. I got to go to an ice cream truck, I guess. I got to go check that out. You can out. get them at the store, too. You can get them at the store, Choco Taco. Really? I said, I'm going to crowdfund. I've got $20 right now. I'll put If you match, we could get this thing started. <laughs> Choco Taco. Okay. I got to give that a whirl. Uh, hey, Chris uh, Markowski, where can people find you on the interweb? Uh, WatchdogonWallStreet.com. Real simple. All right, brother. Have a glorious week, and uh, we'll see if the R word is announced tomorrow, all right? Not going to happen. All right. Let's take a break. Oh, you listen to the Rob Carson it. Show. See you, buddy. Bye. Bye-bye. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. That is the Vice President of the United States of America. Well, it's the one for the money. The show, give out your pronouns and go, come on, go. Remember, it's Jim Gossett, to mention your new blue suit, and she's a he or her, or whatever the hell out of You can say anything, but remember that new blue suit. Her and her, I don't know. You were a hearsing, you are a she. Uh, in case it wasn't clear to see, it is. In fact, you're a woman, you wanted a show. Uh, time she said, How would you know? Remember, to mention your new blue suit. <laughs> Vice President of the United States of America, uh, once the most powerful nation in the history of the world with enough nuclear weapons to destroy the world ten times over. And she uh, introduces herself in front of a meeting of uh, uh, advocates for disabilities and says that her pronouns are she and her, and it, I think, maybe. It might be thrown in there somewhere. And she's wearing a blue suit like she's talking to a bunch of uh, blind toddlers. Uh, yeah. And and I might also add that uh, she's uh, talking to uh, people who work with disabled people about Roe v. Wade and how Roe v. Wade impacts uh, people with disabilities. Um, the one thing that she didn't miss is that uh, one of the many reasons why uh, babies are aborted is because uh, they find out they have disabilities, like Down syndrome, and people just, yeah, it's, it's kind of ironic and... Uh, you know, just kind of shows how infinitely clueless this woman is. Pretty much. Pretty much. <sighs> An LGBT nonprofit that is prevalent in the push for transgenderism within the United Kingdom is scrambled to clarify a social media post made last week which claimed that babies can identify as trans. 
this this is the grooming. This is the sickness. This is the illness. There is a there is a scourge of pedophilia running through the world right now. Uh, it's streaming across our border right now, where children are being sold into sex slavery for their entire lives. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris couldn't give a rat's behind about it. And then you got uh, drag queen story hours and uh, little boys and girls being told they're the opposite sex uh, after being tortured in school, having to wear masks and do remote learning and all that. And then when they're depressed, somebody just says, oh, you can fix it by having your, your penis cut off or your breasts removed and puberty blockers. But anyway, uh, published last Friday, uh, this uh, the LGTP, whatever that group is, said that uh, uh, that uh, kids can uh, recognize transgenderism as infants. Uh, they suggest that research says that children as young as two can recognize their trans identity. Um, this sort of thinking is not progressive. It doesn't progress into anything better. It descends. And, uh, and honestly, there is nothing that can be done to this movement but to have it stop. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm all about trans rights and everything, but this has to stop. Let's take a break. Come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number three of the Rob Carson Show. Right ahead, much to uh, to get to, including uh, the FBI attempting to cover up the Hunter Biden laptop story. Honestly, we live in a profoundly corrupt time and a profoundly corrupt uh, Justice Department. And, and once the Justice Department is used as a weapon, like the IRS was used during uh, uh, Obama's administration, then um, the, world, uh, the, the, the country can't succeed. If you have people who are so soulless that they will go after someone for charges that aren't real... You know, kind of like Hillary Clinton going after and paying for the Russian dossier to uh, throw the election of 2016, saying that uh, Donald Trump was uh, uh, somehow uh, working hand in hand with Russia to become the president when it made no sense whatsoever because uh, Donald Trump was a hawk on defense and the economy and Hillary Clinton would had already been bought and paid for by Russia with regard to Uranium One signing off on that deal. And consequently, the, uh, the Clinton Foundation getting $150 million from Russian oligarchs. And then when she wasn't election, elected, uh, you know, the Clinton Foundation kind of folded. It's weird. It's weird how that happens, right? It's kind of weird how that happens. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, this uh, headline from The Federalist. In private, Cassidy Hutchinson joked about the riot, called January 6th committee phony, and praised Trump before changing her story. Did you know that? Nearly 18 months of private chats between friends uh, from the Trump White House show that January 6th committee star witness Cassidy Hutchinson dramatically changed her story about what she knew and how she felt about what she witnessed as a White House staffer. When she testified as the speaker of, uh, of the House Nancy Pelosi's Soviet-style show trial last month, the former White House aide to uh, uh, Mark Meadows said she still struggles to work through the emotions. As an American, I'm disgusted. It was unpatriotic. He grabbed the wheel like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie. Uh, what the hell was that movie? In 1994. And he, and he grabbed the, the wheel of the car on the bridge that was about to be blown up by the, uh, the A-10 Warthog. And, and, he, and he reached out the window and he grabbed Melania by the waist and he put his arm around the, 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 uh, the, the, one of that little uh, the landing, uh, you know, whatever the material is on the bottom of the helicopter. And he, and he grabbed a hold of it there and he, and he flew off as the, as the limousine crashed into the Potomac. 
that never really happened, and, and it's just been proven, actually. The, uh, the people in the car say uh, no, and even the J6 committee said, no, you've just kind of exchanged some harsh words, I guess, and we'll let it go. But anyway, she made a series of blockbuster claims, and uh, apparently now she was really down with everything that the Trump administration had done before. I'll get more into the story. It was just sent to me. But here, here's the amazing thing, and this is what's happening in Washington, D.C., okay? Cassidy Hutchinson was 23 when the uh, January 6th happened. Uh, she's an up-and-comer in Washington, D.C. She was a Republican uh, intern, so she wasn't molested in an elevator like, uh, like uh, Joe Biden did uh, in 1993. Uh, so she you know, had an up-and-comer in Washington, D.C., uh, uh, eager to, uh, to move up and become somebody in Washington, D.C. And, and uh, two years later, uh, January 6th, they're subpoenaing people and they're telling them everything, you know, about uh, what we're going to do here. And, and they probably approached her. And said, here's the deal. If you want a future in Washington, D.C., and you don't want to have to pay all these legal bills, because we will come after you. You will be on the receiving end of the January 6th committee like so many Trump officials. And, and you will ultimately pay for it. You'll be ridden out of the city. You'll be uh, bankrupted like Michael Flynn and, uh, and so many others. And, uh, and uh, KT McFarland uh, literally had to move to Scotland because she uh, was broken by all of the nonsense legal challenges that were presented to her and just to defend herself legally. And so Cassidy Hutchinson, this uh, was 23, now 25, probably said, okay, sure, what do you want me to do? Well, what I want you to do is I want you to say that you heard from somebody who'd heard from somebody that Donald Trump tried to grab the wheel of the limousine to get the Secret Service agent to drive back to the Capitol. Can you do that? Okay, no problem. And because you've done this, there's a really good chance you could get on MSNBC. That's just my theory. I'm just saying, generally, when you experience that kind of a come to, come, to, come to Jesus moment, it's because you're really young and you're terrified of financial ruin. And there's a lot of people in Washington, D.C. who will use you and abuse you and throw you aside. Yeah, probably. I'm just saying, it just happens a lot. It happens an awful lot. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Merrick Garland, who uh, is famous for using uh, the uh, Justice Department in collaboration with the Department of Education and the Biden White House to go after uh, CRT protesting parents at school board meetings. It, it was real. It was, it was absolutely real. There were, there were unmarked cars parked outside of Loudoun County school board meetings, just writing down license plate numbers, all sorts of stuff. He's a corrupt little troll. And his voice sucks. He just, uh, he just it, it, he sucks the life out of you when you hear him talk. You just like drink some water, for God's sakes, man. So after uh, uh, we went through two uh, faux impeachments of Donald Trump, including one after he left office, unprecedented, for inciting the crowd on January the 6th, found to be completely without basis. Uh, election season rolls around. Democrat Party gets in touch with the network, says, hey, yeah, yeah, we got a lot of stuff. I mean, I know that all that other stuff was all a lie and everything, and we made it all up and everything, but I think we really got some solid stuff right now. Let's go ahead and just do these hearings live on television, see how it goes, because we have some great stuff. And they've done face plants ever since, ever since. And Donald Trump did not incite a, uh, a riot, and there was no riot, by the way. There was no insurrection. The FBI admitted there was no insurrection at the Capitol. Only one person armed there, and it was a plant. And they videotaped them. 
They called him the uh, what, an earpiece ginger or something like this. Had an earpiece and a gun. And was on the FBI's most wanted list at 349 and just disappeared, just like Ray Epps. Kind of weird that way. But Attorney General Merrick Garland is not ruling out prosecuting Donald Trump for his role in the January 6th uh, insurrection. He was interviewed by uh, NBC's Lester Holt. Now, you and I of conservatives have uh, suffered a, a great deal of indignities from the uh, insulting pull out of our military in Afghanistan, which can never be forgiven. It can never be forgiven. We can never forget. To the theft of the election of 2020, I absolutely believe it. If you want to argue it with me, let's go on national television. Let me bring what I've got. You bring what you've got, other than just the words, it's a big lie. And I will beat you. But Merrick Garland, he said, you know, Mike, might consider that, uh, <clears throat> you know, that prosecution. And, uh, you know, possibly one very flimsy charge could keep him from running in 2024, which is exactly what they want. You know what else it's going to get them? You know what else it's going to get the country? It's going to get an uprising. I'm not saying for me. I'm just saying we've suffered enough indignities. There's going to be hell to pay. Things are going to get shut down. People are angry. And if they pursue this after all of the other bleep that they've done to Donald Trump and his supporters, you just go this way, sir, and see how it works for you. Because it's going to get ugly. Here's Merrick Garland. You said in no uncertain terms the other day that no one is above the law. That said, um, the indictment of a former president, of perhaps candidate for president, would arguably... Ding, 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 keyword. ...tear the country apart. Is that your concern as you make your decision down the road here? Do you have to think about things like that? Look, we pursue justice without fear or favor. You are a lying SOB. We intend to hold everyone, anyone, who is criminally responsible. Okay, jerkweed, how about the summer of 2020? How about the U.S. Justice Department not going after those who caused $2 billion worth of damage to the country? Those who attempted to burn down historic St. John's Church? Those who attempted to storm the barricade at the White House, causing the President of the United States to have to hide in the bunker with his family? That same group of individuals, organized, paid for, Democrat Party, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, caused $2 billion worth of damage to the country, at least 30 deaths, thousands of police officer injuries. When you try to go after that, then I'll start to listen to you on this crap. Other than this, keep your records because you, sir, are going to get impeached. For events surrounding January 6th, or any attempt to interfere with... God, just get this man a glass of water. ...lawful transfer of power from one administration to another accountable. That's what we do. What about those who... Uh, what about Mark Zuckerberg? What about uh, the uh, the nursing homes, the, uh, the 51 nursing homes in Wisconsin that had 97 to 100% voter turnout, even though uh, more than half of the residents can bear, can't even feed themselves? And they voted for Joe Biden. What about the five battleground states that stopped counting the votes at the same time on election night when Joe Biden was way behind? And the next morning, hundreds of thousands of votes came in for Joe Biden almost exclusively. What about that, jerkweed? We don't pay any attention to other uh, issues with respect to that. So 
indict, impeach, remove, let's add incarcerate, repeat. Say it with me, kids. Indict, impeach, remove, incarcerate, repeat. I know it's a little bit more than lather, rinse, repeat, but uh, I think that's what we need to do. Indict, impeach, remove, incarcerate. Line them up. This is what's going to have to happen. Because we're done with this nonsense. Chuck Grassley, he's from Iowa, by the way. That's where I'm from. Says a DOJ whistleblower has approached him to blow the lid on the scheme among FBI officials to bury negative information about Hunter Biden. <laughs> this, is the, this shows you why the swamp needs to be drained. This shows you why uh, so many people are cheering on Donald Trump when he becomes the president. And so many people on the left are panicked if he does become the president in 2024 because he is going to wholesale fire about 50,000 entrenched bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. The FBI, Donald Trump was a president when the FBI decided to downplay Hunter Biden's laptop for the election. That's how entrenched the left and Democrats are in this country. In once proud institutions, I'm beginning to wonder if the FBI was ever proud. If it was all just kind of blown up on television, you know? We're always supposed to make a hero worship the FBI, but honestly, I mean, wow, really anymore? And, and, and for the whistleblowers who did come forward, and I'm going to get to the story in just a second, I, I commend you, but we need more of you. Otherwise, honestly, the agency just needs to be reinvented altogether. Because if you're going to play this kind of crap and let it go, not turn in your badges... Finally, do the whistleblowers finally maybe saving today? Then, honestly, uh, about a, a good deal of your ranks, including all of the management of the FBI, needs to be completely, figuratively blown up, fired, indicted, impeached, removed, and incarcerated. I'll get to the rest of the story on this in just a second. Here's the number if you want to chime in 800 6680. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hunter Biden's laptop should be the biggest story to ever happen in the United States and the FBI covering up the evidence on the uh, laptop again should be one of the biggest scandals in the history of the country and the uh, the influence peddling that the Biden family has done for proximity to a then senator and now then vice president and now president of the United States is something that uh, will be discovered. Let's hope it's while Joe Biden is still breathing. Uh, Matt Gates um, he actually entered the contents from Hunter Biden's laptop uh, into uh, the congressional record during a House Judiciary Committee uh, hearing. I guess it was in March. Uh, he was uh, Matt. Gates was talking to Brian Vordren, the uh, assistant director of the FBI Cyber Division, who informed the congressman he had no information about the status of a copy of the laptop hard drive the FBI has had in its possession since 2019. They literally lost the first one, got another one, and then lost that. Here's the exchange. You're telling me right here is that as the assistant director of FBI Cyber, you don't know where this is after it was turned over to you three years ago. Yes, sir, that's an accurate statement. How are Americans supposed to try? I would have said something like, then what the hell good are you? Us, that you can protect us from the next colonial pipeline if it seems that you can't locate a laptop that was given to you three years ago from the first family, potentially creating vulnerabilities for our country. 
Sir, it's, it's not in the purview of my investigation. I don't even give a rat's behind. You are part of the cyber division of the FBI. Responsibilities. Republican Congressman from Florida, Matt Gates. And that is a Newsmax report on that. It's absurd. Honestly, we're not stupid. Okay? We're not stupid. We know that the upper echelons of the Federal Bureau of Investigation need to be fired. And many of them need to spend some time in jail. Chuck Grassley is demanding the FBI and DOJ answer allegations from whistleblowers that downplayed negative information on Hunter Biden. Grassley, in a letter to agencies, cites highly credible whistleblowers claiming information was downplayed ahead of the 2020 election. I'd say it's a little more credible than Cassidy Hutchinson hearing it from a friend who heard it from another friend. They'd been messing around. Uh, you know, the second hand, third hand uh, uh, story of Donald Trump throwing a plate with some ketchup on it at a wall and trying to grab the wheel of the beast. Yeah, Th that's, the, that's the limo of uh, the president, by the way. Grassley and letters to agency cites highly credible whistleblowers claiming information was downplayed ahead of the 2020 election. Whistleblowers allege that there was a scheme to undermine derogatory information connected to Hunter by falsely flagging it as disinformation. Disinformation used by Joseph Stalin in 1923 to label his soon-to-be-incarcerated political enemies. That's <laughs> just amazing to me. Wow. Grassley revealed Monday highly credible whistleblowers have come forward. A widespread effort within the FBI to discredit negative information about President Joe Biden's son. The information provided to my office involves concerns about the FBI's receipt and use of derogatory information relating to Hunter Biden. And they played with big social media, and big social media played right along. Oh, man, some people got to go to bleep in jail. That's all I got to say. Some people have got to go to jail. The FBI's false portrayal of acquired evidence is disinformation. Grassley wrote FBI director and someone who should be wearing an orange jumpsuit, Christopher Wray, an attorney general who should also be wearing orange after November, Merrick Garland. Let's go to Brian in Balmer. Hello, Brian. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, good afternoon, and thanks for having me back on again. Yes, sir. Um, just my first question is, if we have whistleblowers, who are they going to blow the whistle to if we can't trust our own people, number one? Yeah. But let's go <laughs> back to the big picture. Wow. Everybody loves money. Yes. Let's, you know, we had stimulus money go out to people, right? All this yeah. COVID money, right? Mm -hmm. And we probably still have a couple gazillion dollars left yes. why don't we start fattening up the people who want to be a whistleblower let's put some cash in their pockets and right. let's see who's really going to blow the whistle hey man i'd be all like, for i would all be i would, would be all for a cash re a hell yeah cash reward for information for fish, information the Go bigger ahead. the fish the bigger the prize Ooh, I like that. Who are you, we going to talk to? Come, oh, buddy. I'll, get, you can hire me right now. I'll come work for you. Hey, listen, you know what? If you could say, you, if you come forward, you will be immune from prosecution. If you are yes, willing sir. to step forward and share what happened January yes, the 6th, sir. why the doors were open, yes. then you will be yes. immune from prosecution and there will be financial reward. You will not have to worry about uh, uh, you know, your cost of living for a couple of years, if not the rest Amen. of your life. Amen. And just like how Adam Schiff pulled his little game with old Nancy Pelosi, yeah, let's get that person, both of those people, let's just knock them to their knees and we'll just stay on a roll. 
Now, did you hear about this other congress? This other congresswoman who has twenty-five million dollars worth of Nvidia stock, right? As uh, fifty-two billion dollars passed through both houses of Congress to build up that company and other microchip manufacturers. Isn't that funny how that happens? Sure, and they did it with Apple too. You know, uh, back yeah. when you get the government contracts, yeah. that's how that all works, right? Hey, Brian, when was the last time you made? Uh, when was the last time you made twenty-five million dollars in the stock market, making one hundred seventy thousand dollars as a congressperson? Last week, I, oh, okay, I called okay. Uncle Joe. I called <laughs> Uncle Sleepy Joe, and uh, he just wrote me a check. He didn't even he didn't care. All right, Brian. Thanks for the calls, dude. Appreciate it. Frank at Gettysburg. You hold on. You will be up next. We have much more to get to on this story, and more, including Ted Cruz's emotional visit to the border. I'll tell you what, man. There's an uprising coming, <laughs> and it may not wait till November. It's the Rob Carson Show. Let's go ahead and say it. I think every uh, department in uh, the federal government has a uh, a degree of uh, absolute corruption. Absolute corruption. And this is what the swamp is, guys. This is why people voted for Donald Trump. And, and the swamp was able to coordinate with big social media and uh, the mainstream media, and they were able to steal an election. You can't say that. Oh, hell yes, I can. It's my freaking constitutional right to have an opinion. My God. The last two years, we have been told in a country that has the First Amendment, what is verboten? What is misinformation and disinformation? They tried to create a Stalin-esque board, a disinformation bureau. Are you out of your mind? I have every damned right to say that I believe, after copious research, starting the day after the election, when I went to social media and my Facebook page was gone, the one where I talked politics, gone completely, before I could even make a post. And I went to bed and I'm like, how did, how did Joe Biden win when he was so far behind it? And why did they, what, the, in, in, in Atlanta there was a water main break at the vote tallying site? Okay, well, let's learn about that. Oh, it didn't happen. All right, all right, all right, all right. And, uh, and the Capitol was uh, the site of a, an insurrection that was uh, infiltrated by 14 left-leaning groups reported on by Newsweek. And ALC literally said, hey, man, what's up with the Capitol Police? Why'd they let everybody in? And I said, yeah, they, well, because it, uh, it was an inside job. It was the, uh, the Democrats' version of the Reichstag to throw Trump supporters under the bus and throw uh, the news media, whoever might go after the corrupt 2020 election, throw them off the scent. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, Brian Auten pushed the Trump-Russia uh, collusion and is now accused of discrediting Hunter Biden's stories. He worked with the FBI. Yeah, uh, FBI analyst, hardly a household name, but whistleblowers have contacted the office of Chuck Grassley, say he was behind the August 2020 report that FBI officials used as part of the scheme to undermine derogatory information connected to Hunter Biden by falsely suggesting it was disinformation. Disinformation. How shameful and awful. That we would use a word used by a murderer of millions 
to shut down political speech. It's just breathtaking. I want people to go to jail. I swear to God, I want people to go to jail. Unbelievable. Files on Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop previously disclosed and verified by news media show that he was stuck in a deal with the Chinese company worth millions of dollars after touting his family connections, among other things. Uh, The Times published a story pointing out that uh, this oil company in Japan owned by uh, the, uh, the Chinese communist, uh, the chairman of the company, Yi Yanming, had been arrested in China, and his top lieutenant, Patrick Ho, had been convicted in the U.S. for bribing African officials to help Iran evade oil sanctions. Uh, Yi had met with Hunter in a Miami hotel, and apparently uh, Hunter had um, hired Patrick Ho. So I guess the rumors that Hunter hired a Ho are true. Patrick Ho, he was the CEFC uh, lieutenant in the CEFC uh, underling of uh, CEFC Chairman Yi Yanming. Uh, Patrick Ho, Hunter Biden, hired a Ho. And uh, that's one of the things that the FBI covered up. I mean, the other ones you saw the video, whatever. <laughs> Let's go to Frank in lovely Getters, Gettysburg, PA. Frank, how you doing there, buddy? Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Rob, I'm doing great, and your point on, as usual, again. Thank you. Um, with this January 6th uh, circus, three-ring yeah. circus we got going on. Yeah. And I feel the same exact way that you do, except instead of incarcerate, I would like to see Lincoln conspiratorial uh, of these individuals who have tried to destroy our country. Oh, you cracked up a little there. What did you say you wanted to do with these people? I, I, I would, instead of incarcerate, I would like to see Lincoln conspirator style hanging up <laughs> well, of these people who have tried to destroy our country because they're very treasonous, Rob. Yeah. You know, after all that we went through for four years where the Democrat, socialist, communists would not let President Trump run the country for four years and even give the guy a chance. From day one, Stormy Daniels and Russian hookers in the beds and you name it, whatever <laughs> came up the pike every month, they had a different story. They never gave the man a chance. Even if you don't like someone, yeah. give him a chance. And we dealt with this garbage for four years. And then in the end, even as the man uh, had the election stolen from him, because we didn't catch the stupids either, uh, when the election was stolen, you know, you get this circus called January 6th Commission, you know, and the, the thing they leave out, and the thing that I'll point over and over again, there was one human being killed on that day by a firearm, and that would be Ashley Babbitt, a, a veteran and a patriotic woman murdered by a black Capitol police officer named Michael Byrd, yeah. who never stood trial himself. He was just wiped clean and then got a nice little interview on MSNBC. So my Frank, question to you yeah, go ahead. is, where do we go from here with our frustration, with our anger? Because I have a message for our Justice Department, if they even attempt to get Mr. Trump 
and incarcerate him, I think they will have an insurrection. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, oh Frank, I have I have no doubt whatsoever, and, and I'm not I'm not uh, down with it at all. I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you want to do that, you have taken this bridge too far in the first place. And if you want to try to go there, you are going to deal with a bleep storm you could never imagine. And I'm talking about shutting down the bloody country. I am literally talking about farmers, workers, people saying, we're done. Shut it down. Shut it down. Blockade with tractor trailers and tractors, the beltway, and shut the mother down. I'm telling you, Frank, because we've suffered enough indignities with this. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know uh, I can look back at, at the Trump administration, and I, I don't have to like his personality but his policies were on, and I actually did like his personality. I like his spunkness, but I could see where some people may have been offended by mean tweets. Now, I will say for myself, one way I'm already beginning to shut it down, and I don't think enough conservatives do this. Once I was shadow banned myself from Facebook, I had no more time for them. Frank doesn't have a Twitter page. Frank doesn't support and have a Facebook page. Frank don't do anything with woke, liberal-run companies anymore. I am. I follow you on Truth. I have Truth. I have Getter. Yep. I have Rumble. I don't support companies. I will never buy a Coke because I'm not woke. Yep. I will never go to a Starbucks restaurant again. Yep. I have found alternatives in my life, even locally, local restaurants that I see playing Fox News or something to that sort. I replace every single wokeness in my life with conservative-based empty Because what we don't understand sometimes, and that's why we continue to lose or have elections stolen from us, is because we buy our cell phones and we go visit social media sites and contribute by having our pages on there to the liberal agenda who gets, makes millions and millions of dollars in advertising. Well, Frank, I, I am tired of the candy aisle kids. I am tired of uh, of the woke people, the very small percentage of woke guiding the country. And it's time for uh, Americans who make the country work to say enough is enough. Children, you are. it is time for the adults to take charge. We don't have time for this nonsense. We don't have time for a vice president who's a complete moron saying her pronouns and take, telling everyone in the room she's wearing a blue suit. We don't have time for this crap anymore, Frank. We live in a very dangerous world in very dangerous times. And I'm telling you, you're poking a very dangerous pit bull when you continue these indignities, like on the border, like going after Donald Trump. You're poking a pit bull, and you're going to get bit, Frank. Absolutely, and that's the reason I called. Because, now, I'm a beloved follower of the great, late Rush Limbaugh, and when yep. he passed away, I said, oh, my, we're in big trouble now. There is no one mm. that could follow up. But I was wrong, because you've done a phenomenal job at keeping the life and legacy of Rush alive while being creative and new, and you have a great... Uh, large listening audience that seems like it's expanded. And I want that audience to know I live in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. I live in a place where 53,000 Americans were pretty much evaporated in three days. I live in a place where our freedom was decided once and for all. And I wake up every day with that reality. And to see the country as it is right now and conservatives not 
sticking together and being strong, it sometimes makes me sick. And one last thing, I'll let you go, I'll let you finish. Yeah. You know, I'm a very close friend with uh, current Senator Douglas Mastriano, who's running. Yes, sir. Pennsylvania yep. is a very miniature version of the United States. We have the same problems. Yep. The United East Coast and West Coast and Central, so does Pennsylvania with Philly and Pittsburgh and Harrisburg. And we were suffering under the Wolf uh, administration with mandates and things like that. We need, if you're a Pennsylvania listener, to make sure that Mastrana, because he's promised on day one that he's going to get the state back to where it needs to be again. And I hope Donald Trump, I'm not sure about the timing, but I hope eventually that he does announce I hope he comes back. I hope he wins re-election. And then I hope he brings hell, fire, and Amen. brimstone down on. Yep, he's going he's gonna to do that line Kurt Russell did. Kurt Russell did in Tombstone. I'm come bringing hell with me. And that's what he needs yeah. to do. And that's what they're afraid of. There was an article in the political yesterday. And they're terrified because he's going to wholesale. There's no third term. He has nothing to lose once he gets re-elected. Hey, Frank, by the way. Um, for those who haven't been to Gettysburg, when I was uh, in, in Washington, D.C., I was briefly out of work. Welcome to radio. And I lived in Germantown, and I would drive up when I needed solace. And I'd walk those battlefields, and I'd go to Little Round Top and Big Round Top. And you have to realize that there were thousands of dirt poor, poorer than you could ever imagine, Americans who died so that those in bondage could live freely. And everybody on the left has forgotten that these dirt-poor individuals with nothing, nothing in their lives took up arms so that they could free people. It is Absolutely. something we must never forget, Frank, ever, ever, ever. It's there every day, Rob. I, oh, I'm, I'm reminded of it. My great-great-great-grandfather is a Medal of Honor recipient. God he sits at the top of the 23rd Pennsylvania monument at Culp's Hill, and he okay. lost his eye a year before at the Battle of Fredericksburg wow. trying to free slaves. And when he dedicated his monument, he said it was the common soldier that restored the stars to their glory. And that's what we need to do remember, as Americans. It, it isn't going to be the politicians that save us. It, it isn't someone like Donald Trump, though. I think he's the vessel. I think what it is is the yes, common sir. soldier, the common citizens need to yes, go out there and say enough is enough. Yeah. We need to cut off wokeness. We need to cut off woke companies, woke uh, organizations, and then yeah. we need to get out there and show up in force in November and render the Biden administration for the last two years useless. And, and impeach and impeach him and remove him from office. And if there's any tie with Kamala Harris, impeach and remove her. Indict, impeach, remove, incarcerate. You added execute. And, you know, I'm kind of on the fence on that one. But uh, thanks for the phone call, Frank. I appreciate it. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's The Rob Carson Show. And I got to say, if we don't turn this ship around in November, we got to shut this mother down. I mean it. I mean it. The working people of America have to say, the productive people of America have to say to the woke crowd, we're done. We're done. 10,000 tractors, 100,000 tractor trailers head to Washington, D.C. Like they're doing in the Netherlands, except for bigger 
Apparently, the View hasn't gotten its. Uh, uh, its it, they haven't figured out what you can say about somebody without uh, destroying them and getting their asses sued. I always get their their show. It's called The View, and I I slip and I say the Harpies from Hell show. It's kind of weird that way because they sound so alike. Uh, here is uh, Whoopi Goldberg talking about the uh, TPUSA convention that happened over the weekend. These are teenage young people. Uh, espousing conservatives' beliefs, and there was a uh, a bunch of paid operatives out in front with Nazi flags. And Whoopi Goldberg, uh, one of the harpies from hell—I mean, sorry, View cast members—decided uh, to disparage the uh, the kids inside and say they were they let them in and they didn't. And, oh, okay. So you have to read this thing. Oh. I've got a legal note. Uh, the conservative oh, group. Sonny normally does this, but you I know, yes. I know. Yes. This is our knockoff lawyer. Okay. The conservative <laughs> group, Turning Point USA, has condemned the group of neo Nazis and said they have nothing to do with the organization. Yeah, but where was DeSantis? Is what I want to know. But you left the man. Oh, that's Joy Beha. Joy Beha. Uh, and here is uh, Whoopi after a, a warning shot was fired over her bow. Kind of like uh, they should have done with regard to Kyle Rittenhouse and uh, Nicholas Sandman, one of the Covington kids, where she besmirched them. And ultimately, both those guys are going to end up with a lot of money because of her big fat mouth. Here she is uh, coming back after the break. Clarification about the neo-Nazis at the Turning Point event. They were outside protesters. My point was more metaphorical. They, you, no, it wasn't. You said they were invited inside. You're a liar. You embraced them at your thing, I felt. So I just, they were not in the building. They no, but you know what? Okay. You know what? If this so yeah, you know, there's cl no clarifying that. Here is actually a young, uh, 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 I guess he's a... Uh, uh, blogger, and uh, he was attending the uh, the uh, the TPUSA standing outside, and he decided to approach these guys dressed as Nazis outside of the TPUSA event. Kind of like those uh, guys who showed up uh, dressed in Antifa gear on January the 6th. Kind of like those guys have been showing up all over the country with their faces covered wearing khakis. You see, they're feds. They're feds, guys. So we got some straight up feds out here at this event. I'm asking them, you know, trying to get them to take their masks off. They won't. They say it's because where they work. Their stories have contradicted each other over and over and over again. They don't even believe in what they're doing right now. These aren't real Nazis. Yeah, you might have a few real Nazis employed by the FBI here, but that's literally what's going on. We've seen this in Canada. We've seen this all around the country. We saw this on January 6th. This is a common reoccurrence. These people show up give bad optics. I mean, they're at a damn high school event right now. I asked them why they're here at a high school event, why they chose this, and if they're organized, they said, no, we're not organized, we just all showed up. So they just all showed up individually and decided that they're all going to be Nazis and wave Nazis. Yeah, they all get out of U-Haul trucks and they have all the same matching outfits and they're all feds. They're all feds. Give me a freaking break. Unbelievable. Sorry for the almost language. I didn't want to almost offend anybody. <laughs> Let's come back and wrap things up in a second. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's The Rob Carson Show. This is what we're going to have to do after November. Tear the roof off the mother sucker. Turn Washington, D.C. upside down. Take America back. Ladies and gentlemen, Parliament. That's right. 
We got to tear the roof off the mother sucker. If this uh, ship isn't uh, righted, we get together as Americans, all 85% of us who say the country's going in the wrong direction, and you take the 5 or 10% of little snowflake woke crowd and tear the roof off the mother sucker. All right, it's time for me to go. Have a glorious day. Check out the podcast. It's called the Rob Carson Show Podcast. Go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Jim Gossett, great job today. You can hear all the parodies on the podcast. God bless you, your family, the unborn. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid like Kamala Harris. See ya.